Good morning, everybody. Welcome to uh, Devotions, live Devotions with Colin and Amanda. From West London. Yeah, good yeah, morning. yeah. Good morning. It's not so sunny, but never mind about that. You know, <clears throat> I'm sure it's obvious to you, but these are live. And, um, you know, so sometimes, like, when little details go wrong, um, you know, it's, it's just the way it is. But um, uh, it's also kept on record so that uh, people can catch up and watch later. So whether you're watching this live with us or whether you're watching a recorded later on, you're very, very, very welcome. And it's great to have you. So uh, I want to prepare you for next week. Manja and I are taking a holiday. We're going to Costa del West London. <laughs> <laughs> We're just taking a, a little break. break. And uh, so uh, the uh, morning devotions are going to come from different places in London from different leaders. It's going to be quite a surprise to you. There will be another number for you to contact during that time. Also, I just want to say good morning, Henrietta. I hope you've got connected and um, that you're able to listen to us. I know you've been trying for a while, but you've now got internet. So good morning. Yes. Good morning, Henrietta. We know you're watching us. That's fantastic. So as I was saying, the number that uh, we use for with for Colin and Amanda here, it's going to be different for next week. So just remember that we'll give you plenty of notice. But for now, the number that you reach us on is 07570-261-697. It'll be on the screen for you. And so welcome to those who and some are joining us from different places. I heard Germany uh, is a lot of people joining us from Germany. So welcome everyone <laughs> from Europe, from the world. Yeah. Welcome, everybody. Now, um, here in the UK, and in England particularly, um, we've had some really, really good news, some good news. And I think it is right when to mention this good news, because so much in the media has been bad news and difficult news. But um, Marcus Rashford, mm, Manchester United forward, make no comment about the team. England, a star playing for England. Um, remarkable story. And uh, Marcus Rashford was texting about how um, he wanted uh, kids to have meal vouchers all the way through the summer and talked about his own background and experience in that. Anyway, got a telephone call from the Prime Minister and they have agreed. So here's a story. Now 1.3 million children over the summer during the summer holidays in England, will receive meal vouchers, which will be a great help to, uh, to everybody. And it's a remarkable story. A young 23-year-old football star came from a background, and they said as a family, if, if, this, if Marcus makes it and he becomes a big football star, we're going to use his stardom and fame and money. We're going to use that for good. Wonderful story. A young black man, 23 years of age, making a difference in our world, in our society. Amen. And he's won the hearts of many, many people, even those who don't support Manchester United. <laughs> uh, so we're going to give thanks to God for that. Why not? It's and also, Dee's rejoicing this morning in this new drug. Well, it's not a new drug, but this drug, uh, dexamethasone, which has been used for many years for, has been used in asthma, and I think has been used in arthritis as well. Yeah. But um, it seems to be 
having quite an effect on people who are seriously ill with the COVID-19 virus. So we're thanking God for that, that discovery, not a new drug, but that discovery, which will save lives. Not as many as one would like, but it's still a life saved is a precious life. So yeah, we give God a, glory it for is. that. It's a, it's a great good news story. Now, it's a, it's a steroid yes. and it's commonly available. And it's now a manufacturer for everybody. It's not some patent somewhere that is controlled. It's been available since 1960. Yeah. And in fact, when I worked in the NHS, I remembered using that drug. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's a well-known drug in the NHS. And it's, it's freely available. They say pharmacies all over the world have access to it. And so what they discovered was that in the advanced stages of COVID-19, when the, the body's immune system uh, uh, starts working against the body, no longer is it helping, it goes haywire and starts attacking the body and, and, and producing inflammation. And that's, that's one of the ways in which the, the disease takes hold of the body and is so destructive. Now, this steroid uh, drug is, is, uh, calms the in inflammation down. And just listen to this, it, it cuts uh, deaths uh, are on of people on ventilator by one, one third. It takes the uh, morbidity rate from 40% to 28%, and that's amazing. And people who are on oxygen treatment, it cuts those deaths down by one fifth. Mm -hmm. So uh, up until the use of this trial and discovery that this works, 25% of people on full oxygen would have uh, died, and now that's reduced to 20%. So those are significant reductions in uh, morbidity and that is absolutely wonderful it's not the cure it's not even a, a, a treatment for the disease as such but it is a way of helping and we we are we praise god for these things we've been praying for breakthroughs and we thank god for these good things so let's do that right now before we go any further then after that amanda will present some things that have come in don't forget uh, text good news stories as well as prayer requests let them come in heavenly father we come before you today and we give you thanks for this new day this is the day that the lord has made we shall rejoice and be glad in it we thank you father for answered prayer yes lord. we thank you father for two good news stories for the story of Marcus Rashford and, yes, and how, uh, especially in today's uh, news over the last weeks, where we have been thinking about difficulties coming about with regard to racism. Uh, and now what we have is a good news story, a young black man making a difference. Yes. We, we thank you, Father, for that example. We thank you, Father, for the way in which this uh, young football player who is a hero to many uh, who follow football for England and Manchester United, now is also a hero to many others who see what a young man who's passionate about justice and passionate about doing good, passionate about making a positive contribution, making a positive difference in the world. How wonderful. We give you thanks, Father, for this great news. And we also thank you, Father, for this breakthrough discovery of this well-known, commonly available drug, dexamethasone. We thank you, Father, for the trial that has produced these results and for the people who have already been helped. And 
or for if ever there was a, 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 another a second peak in our country, how this would be useful. But also now in different nations across the world where they are coming to their peak, this discovery and this clinical trial, successful clinical trial, will be a great help. But we ask, Father, for more than that. We pray, Father, for the right uh, a treatment, and that would be a treatment for the disease itself, also by way of prevention, vaccines, as well as other forms of effective treatment. So we give you thanks, Father, for these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And amen. Amen. Yes, we have some prayer requests this morning. We, uh, Joanne Elliott has asked for prayer for her mother who suffers from dementia and COVID-19. She asked for protection for her mind and her lungs. And then we have a, a prayer request from someone called Purser, and she's taken a guest into her home, uh, a young Canadian girl by the name of Sarah. And uh, she's been, Sarah's a non-believer, and um, the, the household, Purser has been ministering to her, and she asked for prayer for Sarah and wisdom for herself. This young girl seems to be into what we would describe as some demonic activity, buying special cards to pray for the dead and all kinds of things arriving in the post. So Purse has been ministering to her. So we will pray for that. And Elizabeth asked for prayer for her son who's going through some difficult emotional problems at the moment. And then we have the story of Ran Ranai, the yeah, uh, Rania. Rania. Yeah, have you got it right there? Yeah. Do you want to read it out? Okay, well, Rania, this is um, the prayer request we put up uh, quite recently about the young uh, Egyptian mother who was removed from her children and uh, uh, forced to recant her Christianity. She refused. Um, and um, uh, three, mother of three, three children, um, and reports are that she has denied. Christianity, um, and yet some of that doesn't quite add up in the way that it has been portrayed, uh, and we're being told uh, not to take too much notice of that. But uh, at the end of the day, this shows even in Egypt today, which is supposed to be quite a free country, there are those extremists who go about uh, oppressing and persecuting Christians and are, are acting very uh, quite illegally. And this is something we cannot ignore. This is happening all over the world. And if we're truly interested in situations of righteousness and justice, we must speak out against this. However, it's very difficult in our uh, community and in our environment because it's, this is not politically correct. It's not politically correct to say these things. Um, because it's talking about another religion uh, and extremists from a religion that persecute uh, Christian believers. But we need to pray for her uh, as well. And so um, uh, her lawyer has received threats from countries like Turkey, Qatar. Her case has become international, highlighting the persecution of Christians in Egypt by uh, extremists, not by the authorities as such. Um, and um, so that is something to really uh, pray about. Okay. Okay, so we're going to pray for these requests which I have here. We're going to pray for Joanne's mother who suffers from dementia and COVID-19. So Father, we lift this lady before you this morning, Father God, and we know how devastating it is for family when dementia creeps in upon people. 
Father, we just pray for her mind. We pray, Lord God, that you would bring a halt to this disease and there would be clarity in her thought pattern, Lord God, and that it would be stabilized, that it would not progress into that awful stage of where she doesn't recognize her family or anything else. Father, we pray for a halt to this dementia and we pray, Lord, that you would heal her lungs as she has this COVID-19. We pray, Father God, for your healing to flow through this lady from her head right through, Lord God, that you would touch her mind and her lungs in Jesus' name. And we bring before you Persia, who is ministering to this young girl called Sarah, guest in her home. Father, we pray that you'd give Persia wisdom, Lord God, as she tackles some of the clearly demonic activity that's going on, Lord God, through ignorance or just through not being a child of God. Father, we pray for wisdom for her, and we pray for Sarah, Lord God. We pray that the scales would fall from her eyes, Father God. We pray that by your Holy Spirit, through your word, that person is doing Bible studies with her. And we pray, Father God, that through your word, your Holy Spirit would convict her, Father God, of her need of Jesus. Lord, we pray that the that person would have the joy of seeing this young teacher come to faith in Jesus Christ. We pray for your divine intervention in this situation in Jesus' name. And we remember Elizabeth's son before you, Lord God, who's going through emotional problems. We don't know if it's emotional problems because he's shut down at the moment through this lockdown or whether it's long-standing, but whatever it is, Father God, we pray for strength for Elizabeth. We pray that you would give her strength, that you'd give her wisdom and communication with her son. And we pray, Father God, that he would get the help that he needs from the experts and that you also would intervene and use the experts, Father God, to bring help to this young man in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And amen. Now I'd like to read out to you the passages of the scripture, which are part of the daily Bible reading program for today. Second uh, Samuel 19, Ezekiel 26, Psalm 74. Am I reading out the wrong one? It's the 16th today. No, that's correct. No, it is the 17th. That's correct, yes. Psalm 74, uh, 2 Corinthians 12. I don't know why I doubted myself there. I thought, never mind, here we go. It's correct. 2 Samuel 19, Ezekiel 26, Psalm 74, and 2 Corinthians 12. Now, uh, maybe we'll dip into one of those passages before the end of this program, but probably... Uh, I uh, will not have the time to do that because I want to focus on a particular um, um, passage, uh, and it is. It, it, it's again. It's again. <laughs> it doesn't always work this way. But I woke up this morning very early with this with this passage of scripture on my mind, and I know God was speaking to me about uh, through this passage and it's lingered it's lingered long enough for me to feel confident in sharing it with you today as maybe something that God is saying to you let me set up the background here this is Psalm 43 Psalm 43 and I do recall when I was a, a new believer um, I was uh, linked up with Kensington Temple quite early on uh, as a new believer, uh, baptized in Kensington Temple building in 1972. I was 18 years of age. 
and uh, but I was traveling a lot uh, in a, a touring company and there were difficulties and uh, you know I guess people with my kind of personality empathic personality very reflective find it easy to ruminate no ruminate is the word I think it's even what they use in psychology ruminate that means you, you you play things over and over in your mind and you think why did I say that or how, why did that person say that or how could they say that and it goes on I can't believe they did that I can't believe they said that and and and, and this goes on and on <coughs> in the mind Till, till the point that the problems are so exaggerated that you have to realize you've got to take charge of what's going on in your mind. You've got to take charge of your thoughts, uh, especially when you're under pressure. I mean, we're all under pressure, mm. real pressure. We've had the COVID-19, we're still in the middle of that. There's been this international uproar and people are agonizing over the issue of racism and the hurt. Uh, and, and sometimes the division and destruction that has come from that and all that's going on in people's lives. And, and, and then we are now moving into another area of pressure where people are realizing and understanding how much we have to depend on God for our finances in the middle of a situation, uh, a financial situation. So there's enough out there uh, to hit us. And, and the psalmist was going through uh, maybe different kinds of experiences, but similar in many ways. And so he says, Vindicate me, O God, and defend my cause against an ungodly people from the deceitful and unjust man. Deliver me. Now, this is when you're experiencing something and you cannot believe what people are doing, what they are saying about you, or what they're doing to you. The way they're behaving, you cannot believe it. And you say, this is so unfair. This is so unjust. And, and, and you just can't take it in. And you go over and over again, how could they do that? How could they say that? How could that person lie to this person about that person who lies about this person to that person? And how could they so turn their back on basic principles of scripture? How could it happen? And it all gets too much. What's happening? You are ruminating. Rather than handing it to God, you are letting it run around uh, in your mind and let it take over your mind. And so the psalmist says, verse 2, For you are the God in whom I take refuge. So he says, God, I hand it over to you. <laughs> this is so true to life. I hand it over to you. You are the God who is my refuge, but why aren't you dealing with this? Can you get that? That's the next part of the verse. Verse 2, for you are the God in whom I take refuge. Why have you rejected me? So the psalmist says, it's going on in my mind and I know it's terrible. I can't believe what they're doing. It's so unrighteous. It's so unfair. How could they? But I'll hand it to God. Oh, but he's not doing anything. He's letting it happen. He's not taking a thunderbolt uh, marked, especially for that person, and zapping them into, into line. God, what are you doing? And then the psalmist begins to think a little bit more positively. And he, he says, oh boy, 
This is going on and on and on. You know, this is about rumination. It goes on in cycle after cycle. You just go round and round and round, thinking the same thing. Nothing changes, and it gets so depressing. And then suddenly you say, what am I doing? What am I doing? And so he says, this third part of verse 2, why do I go about mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? Why am I ruminating about all this stuff that's happening? Why? And then he gets some good revelation. Verse 3, send out your light and your truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring me to your holy hill and to your dwelling. In other words, now the issue is not so much who said what to whom, why they didn't respond properly, or why they're selling these lies, or why is this happening to me, why is, are these external circumstances hitting me, and why isn't God doing anything. Now the whole pattern of rumination is broken by saying, do you know what, I'm going to ask God to send his light and his truth, not just to zap them, not just to vindicate me, but to bring me into your presence. <laughs> That's the answer. Let them bring me to your holy hill and to your dwelling. Then I will go to the altar of God, to God my exceeding joy. Isn't that wonderful? He says, in all the rumination, I can't solve it. God doesn't seem to be acting as quickly as I want. But you know what? I'm going to make my joy in the Lord. I'm going to acknowledge that God is my refuge and my strength, my very present help in trouble. We said that yesterday. But that God is my exceeding joy. Not just joy, exceeding but exceeding joy. joy. It says, my joy is in God. My hope is in God. And suddenly, all those things seem to be so different in terms of their perspective. Suddenly, we take a longer view. Suddenly we take the higher ground, not a moral high ground for ourselves. But we take the higher ground where we, where we have an elevated view. And we realize that actually uh, that God is our hope. God is our joy. And whatever outcome there is, we're no longer saying, okay, now God, you're going to vindicate me. Do you know what? In most of the situations, we look back at them and say, it doesn't matter. Not really. What do they say about me? What are they doing to me? What's happening to me? I don't get everything that I want. What's, what, what does it matter? Really, at the end of the day, what does it really matter? And suddenly the big things are put into perspective and we discover the big things are really small things. And the things that we counted small and ins inconsequential, they're actually the big things. The little kindnesses of God, the good news that comes, the encouragement that comes. Amanda and I have had so much to cope with, a, a, a great deal of negative and unjust criticism from people who are seeking to destroy. We're not thinking about that, but we've had so much more encouragement from people who see what we're doing and who get it and who are in line with the vision of the house, who understand that we are people of spiritual authority, that God is placed in the church. And as people line up with the spiritual authority of the house, so blessing flows. As they line up with the vision of the house, not running to do their own vision, to set themselves up into some little position or other people who are honoring God honoring the leaders of the house, honoring the vision of the house and working for that 
vision and staying faithful to the community where God has placed them. That's genuine Christianity. That is what glorifies God. And then he goes on to say, I will praise you with the lyre, O God, my God. And then he comes back to himself again. I love it. Good talking to. He gives himself a good talking to. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. And do you know what he's saying? He's saying, do you know what? There is coming a praise party. I want to announce to you today, I don't know, I can't give you the date, but I'll give you the invitation in advance. There is coming the mother and father of all praise parties. It's coming. We're going to assemble in Kensington Temple and we're going to have the most amazing praise party. We're going to celebrate the goodness of God and that he was with us. He never let us down. He didn't forsake us or abandon us. Whatever was going on in our society, in our economy, and in the areas of national health and so on, God did not let us down. And we're going to have such a praise party as soon as we can gather in, in buildings and not have to be two meters apart. We will do that. It may not be tomorrow. It may not be next week. It may be a little bit into the future, but that praise party is coming. We're going to praise God. And what are we going to praise God for? His goodness and his greatness. So if we're going to praise him then, let's praise him now. Amen and amen. amen. So stop ruminating in that downward spiral of never ending, ending uh, thought patterns. Go round and round. Focus on God and you say let your send forth your light and your truth we need to be led into the presence of God led out of these downward spirals of thinking and and emotional uh, traps and focus on God and focus on his nature here's our joy rejoice in him this isn't superficial happy clappy this is real stuff it is real stuff when we say God you know what I want to see it from your perspective. It looks pretty good from up there. Amen. Amen. And amen. Just a correction to one of those prayer points. Joanna's mother does not have COVID-19. Right. I know God understands, but she has many pulmonary problems, lung problems. So um, okay. God knows what they are. Okay, very, very good. All right. <clears throat> well, uh, we are coming now to an end. Um, we're going to say the grace and we're going to go over to uh, listen to a, a worship song, a praise song, very, very good praise song, a victorious song, one of the uh, songs of the band Delirious, one of the, my favorite bands. And this is a song that, <clears throat> did you, can you hear the mountains tremble? Anyway, the words are fantastic and they're victorious, God overcoming. Now, before that, I want to remind you that on Friday evening at seven o'clock, um, there's going to be a webinar format. Uh, I have a couple of guests with me and we are going to present to you the opportunities and the challenges that God is giving Kensington Temple at this particular time. We are in lockdown. I am, I am unable physically to travel, to go to various places in the world where I would have been working and ministering um, and many of these places are in difficult parts of the world. Um, and we have been fundraising for that. 
and we thank God for the funds that are coming in. We are still ministering, however, in lots of different ways uh, by sending aid and preparing for future visits. But very recently, uh, we've had some really outstanding news of opportunities that are opening up to influence for the gospel a whole regions of the world, whole regions, well, a region of the world in particular. Uh, and we need to translate our materials into the language which is spoken in, in, into that region. And on uh, Friday evening, I'm inviting you to join with me. <clears throat> We're going to be calling upon you to pray for us and to pray into the situation and to donate, to give. We at Kensington Temple, we're a generous church. People, if we, need, if we need provision for our own households during this time, imagine the provision that's needed in different parts of the world that are being hit by war, by persecution, by poverty, way, way in excess of what we are experiencing. And we are extremely privileged, all of us, all of us, in our society by comparison to some of these. And I'm inviting you to join with us. And if you have not yet received an invitation from me through either through email uh, or, or any form of mailing list, uh, would, would you please let us know and we, are, we will publish this so you can be part of that to join with us. It won't be a very long meeting together, but it'll be very significant. And we're going to be able to minister to some of the people that we've been praying in the categories of our persecuted brothers and sisters across the world.